Welcome to the Mashiach Mystery Series. This is our third session, and we're talking, continuing our discussion about Tzchiyas Mason. Today we're going to talk about some of the causes of Tzchiyas Mason and specifically what Avaida that we have to do to help bring Tzchiyas Mason. Um, it's something that the Rebbe would always quote and speak about whenever speaking about the Gula in general, what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that everything that's going to happen, everything's going to happen with Mashiach, and but all these things all depend on our our actions and our avaida now in Golas. And so um, I like to always try to focus on, on that, not just what's going to be in the Midrashim and things, but what do we have to do to make it happen. So to start off, there's a discussion in in Mitzvah Tzitzis. And there he brings this idea of what what is the ultimate reward for the mitzvahs. And he brings the machlekes, the famous machlekes, the famous in Hasidus at least, between the Rambam and the Ramban about what is the ultimate reward. So the Rambam says, which I think you covered a different week, that the ultimate reward is Eilam Haba, which he just says is Eilam HaNeshames. He said it's going to be Neshames, souls without bodies. And he has a lot of proofs. He discussed it at length in his um, introduction to Perak Chelek, a little bit in Mishnah Taira, and, and very at length in his Igeras Tchis HaMesim, um, which shockingly people accused him of not believing in Tchis HaMesim literally and basing that on what he wrote and he had to defend it and in the, very sharply, you know, if you would, if you have if you actually read what I wrote, it's obviously not true at all in any way, shape or form, and he explains his Shita very clearly. But he says that Tchis HaMesim is that neshamas are going to come back and they're going to live for a time, and the purpose of that time is so that they can do Torah mitzvahs in the most complete, perfect way, so that then there'll be the merit Olam Haba, which was just the neshamas without a body, which is what we these days call Gan And the Rambam says that Gan just means that when Mashiach comes, Hashem will bring us back to uh, the best place on earth with the best physical things and everything like that, and just so that we'll have all of our needs taken care of. And that's, what's, that's what he says called Ganeidin. He says, Tchis is going to happen. And he says, Mashiach is going to be a king and then die. And then his son is going to be king and then his grandson. And then after three generations, it's going to be the end of that. It's going to be Elam Haba. So that's his Shita. And then the, Ram, the Ramban disagrees. And he says that different proofs that know that the ultimate reward, he says that Elam that Haba is what we call these days Ganeidin. It's the, the world of the Nishames. And that's temporary in order for the Neshamas to get ready to come back here into our body. And whether to come back into our body, that's the ultimate reward um, that the Neshamas is going to, be to have. The ultimate experience of godliness is when the Neshamas is going to be back in a body down here. And that Elam Haba is just a preparation for that. Throw the, and uh, then there's going to be this Tchis And he says that's the truth according to Kabbalah. Right? Clearly from the Zayar and everything in the end here, I have some close from Zayar. But according to Kabbalah, that's clearly the the, the way we paskin and chassidus paskins that way is that like the Ramban there's you know in general we were a big fan of the Rambam and Chabad but there's certain things where we don't hold like him and this is one of the things that we, we don't we don't agree Luchura ain't move on so the 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 Tzemach Sadek says seemingly we don't understand Rambam seems to have a good point how can the body 
in a how can the soul when it's in a physical body experience godliness in a greater way and experience a greater godly pleasure than when it's a soul without the limitation of the body seemingly the body is only a deficit it's only a limitation like Rambam explains that just like um, you can't explain what it's like to see to a blind person in a similar way a physical body and the neshama while it's in the physical body can't experience godliness the way that it can when it's out it's not of the body and when a person is able to reveal their nefesh kiss a little bit and have that experience in their body that's called a me'en elam haba that's called like a taste of elam haba but generally you know you can't compare so how how could you say and and that that it's going to be the main thing is going to be down here that something that's spiritual is more complete and more perfect and more whole than something physical. Something physical is always going to be a more limited, gross, you know, uh, uh, expression of something. And so that's, in order to explain this, he, the Semasetic the, the then goes into an introduction about, in general, how the world is created. And he explains the world is created with two aspects there's two ways of how it's created there's a godliness that comes into each creature in a way that we can understand and feel and, and appreciate and then there's a higher revelation which is the main thing that creates us which is something that's beyond our understanding and beyond our experience and knowledge it's there and it's making us exist but it's not something that we're aware of and that we understand and he says that this you know in Kabbalah this is called Mamali Kalaman and Saiba Kalaman or it's called uh, Pnimi and Makif and he says, I'll give you a muscle to understand a little bit. And he says, a muscle for this is that uh, when you're thinking about what you want to do, you mainly can think in your brain. The brain is the clee, is the keli for that, right? For, for thinking and intellectual thought and all that kind of stuff. Um, but on the other hand, we see that, and, and that's why he says, if God forbid somebody has an injury to their brain, you see that it affects their ability to think. And it's not, if somebody hits their toe, it doesn't, I mean, it distracts them, but it's not the same. Because it's not the keli for thought. But on the other hand, we see that the when a person wants to move their foot, they don't have to process it in their mind. It just happens automatically. You don't have to, like, have a conscious thought that you're, like, telling yourself, oh, I want to move my foot. Um, I think this is similar to what the Alterba talks about with um, talking. But the, the truth is, this is a higher thing. And that's why he brings this example probably instead of that one. But uh, also there, he says, like, we don't know, even though you learn how to talk, you don't consciously know how to form the sounds. But here, this is an even higher thing, because that's like the name of Chachma, the Makra, the, the, the name of Keser, the Ratzim, that, that when you want to do something, it just goes automatically. And the truth is, it's, it's, it's a physical thing that you don't, like, it, the body is actually able to move, let's say, like if it touches a fire or something like that. It doesn't really have to go all the way up and get instructions from the brain totally. There's like nerve centers and things, you know. But uh, the point is that there's a, a certain essential level of thought and desire that's throughout the whole body equally. And that's why your body is able to move right away. And he says that not only is that level of thought that's in the foot even though the foot isn't a keli for it, it's not able to be like, the foot doesn't have conscious awareness of that thought, but it's affecting it and causing it to move. And he says, on the contrary, this subconscious, hidden thought that's in the foot is actually higher than the kind of thinking that's in your head. 
Who may be yichida? That is from the yichida shabenefesh. It's from the essence of a person's soul. Hamakepes kol kechesel, which encompasses the yichida, is the essence that of all of a person's abilities, including their mind and their emotions and everything. Um, it's all just an expression of the the soul's inner self. Um, all of the kaiches that are expressed in the body. And it includes all of them and encompasses all of them equally. And so to the the way that it comes into our body, the head is on top and is in charge, and then the foot is, you know, listens to your head. But there's this higher level where it's all equal and it's all just coming straight from the soul. And no one is higher than the other. Because it's higher than all of them. And since this is its, its uh, expression, its revelation on the body, is in this way that's makif, which means that, that the body doesn't have to be able to process it. It doesn't have to have the right tools to process it, like with, you know, in order to bring up epinemius, that like the brain has to be built in a certain way where it could be a keili to think. And the more that you learn, it makes more wrinkles and more connections in your neurons, and that's why you get smarter. Physically, your brain gets better at thinking, right? And the same thing, your eye has to be constructed in a certain way to be able to see. And if that could be strong, strengthened or weakened in a person's, you know, sight could get better and worse depending on the physical kali. But then there's this essential connection that's straight from the, the neshama, which is higher than all of that, and um, it's able to have an effect on the whole body equally without this kind of process and actually a higher thing and so this is really one of the key I the way I understand this thing and I think maybe it's even discussed some places specifically that there's two reasons for death and there's two reasons for the Trias HaMesim we're going to live forever why what's going to cause it to happen and so this is the first one of them that we're going to see is this idea of the it's going to be there's going to be a revelation of the Yechida and uh, the essence of the Nisham and it says the same thing we see this idea with the all of creation, that there's appreciating Ganeden, according to the Ramban, that, that definition of Ganeden, in other words, the Neshama experiencing godliness, that is a enjoyment from understanding, which is what Ramban calls Ayla that's an enjoyment from understanding godliness. But that's limited to our ability and our actions and our. And so you can always go higher and higher. Like it says, that's that. Torah scholars in the world to come have no rest. They're always going higher and higher. But no matter how high you go, if it's limited to your ability to handle it, you're never going to get that far compared to what there is to get. God is unlimited. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it ends. Um, and even like you see in different svarim, it talks about this idea that the Shaman is going to go higher and higher and there's all these different levels. It's called the Kashmita and a Yavel, and there's going to be 50, 50 Yavelites, 50,000 Yavelites, right? There's different levels of going higher and higher, but all of those levels still are not able to reach uh, the infinite light of God. They're not able to reach the true Ain Saif itself. And that's all what it calls in Kabbalah, it's all called the Kav. It's just the limited line of light that comes down, it's limited so that you can come into, into the Ten Spheres and into our minds and hearts and everything like that. But then there's this higher level of godliness that's in the world, which is revealed everywhere equally, and it's beyond any of these limits, which is called Saivikulaman, that's infinite. And um, that's like this revelation in the foot that's, you know, it knows what to do without the brain having to tell it what to do. 
explains this is why this is answering his question why would the soul want to come down to a body to do termites and why would we want to come back into his amazing why it seems like you're just losing so this is the reason why because through this it gets a revelation of godliness in both of these ways to save him both the way that God is beyond our understanding, beyond limitation, and the way that it's personally experienced within our understanding, within our feelings. So even though God's essence is beyond our understanding, and it's something that we really only relate to through Amuna and through our Atzman Neshama, but we experience it directly through a mitzvah. Kind of like back to Rambam's muscle of how you can't explain what it's like to see color to a blind person. You just have to experience it. But if you experience it, you can you can experience it. You can't explain even to yourself what it is. You just know that you experience it. So in a similar way, a mitzvah is a direct experience of God's essence, even though it's something that is beyond what you can explain. But it's there. Or like another mime, the Altar gives an example of when a person touches something that's hot or cold. So you feel that it's hot. You feel that it's cold, but you, can't, you don't understand. You know, you have a certain level that you can explain, but then the real essence of it, the mechus of it, is really what you would call it, is something that is just a direct, a direct experience. And so a mitzvah gives this direct connection, this direct experience of godliness, which is this saivikulaman level, this level of the ein saif. Ki ayray sabichachman nafkes, hu bichinas arpnimi, because Torah which comes from God's wisdom, is this idea of arpnimi. That's the way that... So learning Torah gives us the ability to understand, refine ourselves, and become better kalim, become better vessels to experience godliness in a personal way that we can understand and appreciate. But mitzvahs, but the mitzvahs, which is something that's higher than that, tame rotzen el, you know, just God's will. It's not something that's coming into Chachman understanding, it's just Hashem's rotzen. Bechinis seviv. And like we explain elsewhere, that this light that we're talking about that surrounds all the worlds is Hashem's simple ratzim. That's the way it's, just, you know, it's obviously a mashal still, but that's that's what we describe it. And so these are the two, these two rewards that the person gets or two experiences of godliness a person could get through doing Torah mitzvahs. That through Torah a person gets this arpanini, which is the idea of Ganeidin. But the revelation of God's essence that we get through doing tira, through doing mitzvahs, that is only going to be, that's higher than Ganeidin. It's not something that even the neshama can understand. In other words, the reward of Ganeidin is that a person gets a deeper appreciation of the reasons for the mitzvahs and what they accomplished through doing a mitzvah. But no matter how much you appreciate, it's not the essence of it. The essence of it is just the thing itself. And that's something that be, defies even a neshama's ability to grasp, even in Ganeidin, for thousands of years, going higher and higher. And that's going to only happen when it's not going to be because we're going to be kalim for it, it's going to be because we're going to have this revelation of God's essence and Hashem's going to reveal in ourself also that Yechida, that how our, our etzim and neshama is a chedek leikmah is literally a piece of God. And so therefore, you know, like the philosophers would say that you can't know God because in order to know him, you'd have to be him. And the Hasidah says that's true, but you, you can know him because you are him. 
that once you, when you uncover, reveal that part of yourself, which is one with Hashem, which is the love of Yechida, or in Kabbalah they call it the love of Atik, which is what the main union of the Gili, of Lasa Lave, is that revelation of seeing how everything is just Enem of Adi, nothing else except for Hashem, and in ourself, that's this revelation of our Chayek or our Yechida, when that's revealed, which is going to be Lasa Lave, then that is going to allow us to have that experience of God's essence, and that's also going to bring this thing of Tchis Amesim. Shows Yiru Eneinu Gili Elukosai now then we're going to be able to our our physical eyes and our actually our physical body like the Rebbe's Medayik and another place says Medayik then it says that all flesh will see God meaning that it's not just going to be seeing that every all of our physical experiences are going to be a godly experience so not just seeing but every everything that we do in our in, in our life it's all going to be a godly experience that God will no longer conceal himself no longer hide himself and so this is the basic explanation here is that the Indian of that, that, is, that the problem that we had our question is based on saying well God is beyond understanding the whole thing of our Muna that we say that Hashem is, is one and he doesn't have any form doesn't have any body and whatever it's impossible to know him and impossible because anything you understand or know if it's the highest thing is obviously not him because he's beyond that and so and the whole idea like it says in Tanya even the whole idea of Seichel itself to say that God is so great you can't understand him is a, is a joke. It's like if you'd say something is so such a deep idea you can't hold it in your hand. It doesn't even make sense. So from that perspective, it, it seems like you would, you would go higher and higher and the more that you refine and abstract and transcend your connection to the physical things and you're able to appreciate more and more abstract philosophical truths, you're getting closer and closer to appreciating God and you're never going to get there. That's the approach of Ganeidin, and that's what Ramam is talking about. But then there's this deeper idea, is that because we have this neshama, which is revealed a little bit through our Muna, but that's just like a little, our, our faith, our Muna is just a little ray of it, but when that's going to be fully revealed, it's going to allow us to realize that everything that we see, and everything we hear, and everything we taste, and everything we feel, and everything we experience, is literally God himself, and we ourselves also are, are that's, you know, our true being and when that's going to be revealed which is not something that we can really just you know get to like we see there's a vital we can do general mitzvahs are an avoid that's bringing towards that but when that's going to be revealed so then it's not a problem to be on the contrary when that's revealed the highest level of Adam Kadmain or the light before the Tzimtzum is just as far from God as the physical body and so it's not helping to run away from the world isn't helping you get closer to God but once you see that truth that how and you're able to see how everything is God, so then you could be down here in the physical world, and it's not a contradiction, and that's why we're able to have tchias mason. On the contrary, the fact that the 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 fact that it's able to be in the physical world itself is like part of the yili of the atzim that it's showing that it's beyond the physical and the spiritual, and therefore can put the two together. And so this is the idea that the main asik and ganeidim is taira. And the Shammai's there sit and they get to learn everything they learned. Um, and this is the why Alam Haba, which is the idea of is the reward for mitzvahs. Which is revealing the source of all godly pleasure. In other words, the pleasure that's revealed in understanding Tyre, which is the idea of Ganadin, that's coming from God's essence, which is the source of that. And that's what's being revealed through a mitzvah. And in a simple terms, the reason that we enjoy something, we enjoy what we see as helping us 
be ourselves, something that allows us to like express ourselves and extend ourselves. And so the source of the fact that that the neshama enjoys learning Torah and Ganeden or experiencing godliness and Ganeden comes from the fact that neshama is really its identity is godly. It's one with Hashem. And so the more that we invest in, in connecting, making that connection, strengthening that connection, revealing that connection, and experiencing that connection, the stronger, that's the source of our ability to appreciate godliness, which is the idea of Ganeden. And so the source of that is this, is through doing mitzvahs. Mitzvahs maizis. And that's why maizu ikr. And we always emphasize that. And obviously we need both. Right, you have to learn to do what but there's a certain quality of a mitzvah that that is goes far beyond anything we accomplish in Torah and that's why also even in learning if a person just learns from Sfarim from books and doesn't have Shimash they don't go out and have a living Tamar Chacham and a Tzadik show them the right way to actually live what it says in the books it's they're, they're still called an Amaretz they're called a totally they're even worse. They're called like a, if somebody preaches what they learned without n- having that type of experience of you know the re- seeing what it means to experience Godliness in their world. They're called like a amkushi or what amgushi sorcerer that they say incantations. They don't know what they're saying. And same thing. He's just saying words. It doesn't mean anything because the the just like if we would talk about colors since we can see it means something to us because we know what we're talking about. If a person didn't experience the Godliness, which you get from Doing the Misa, it's just words. I could tell you the opposite, and what difference would it make? You know, sometimes we we get used to because we have a certain moon and a certain respect of just being yes men. You know, whatever it says in the Svarim, whatever the Rebbe says, yeah, yeah, it's true, and just parrot it and repeat it without really. And, it, and but if you would tell the person the opposite, that you say, oh, the Rebbe said the opposite, they would they would be just excited about it because it's not it's not coming from anywhere. In order to see where the Torah is coming from. You have to experience it by living it in real life. And that's where you're able to get that appreciation of the essence of the Torah. And I think this is connected to the idea, like the Altar brings, the, the Rebbe always quotes it, that Tzedakah Torah Mgai, that when a person has mysterious Nefesh for Torah Mitzvahs in general, and especially for Tzedakah and Avis Yisrael, it refines their mind and heart a thousandfold. And will take them a thousand hours to understand, they can understand an hour. Because the real essence of the Torah is that experience of doing a mitzvah pile and helping another person and, and if a person didn't experience that with you know with real their full being which is the idea of doing it with Mr. Zanafish then they don't know what the Torah is talking about but once you experience it the whole Torah is there to help you reveal that and express that and bring that out in yourself and other people then you know what the Torah is talking about that's just a practical in our Vita practical example of what this how this connects well the fish and since this essential revelation of godliness is higher and it's more hidden, it's beyond, it transcends the any particular form, including even the form of Torah, because Hashem created the form of Torah according to Hashem gave us a certain mission with the ten spheres and a certain Surah that we're going to have, and the Torah is Torah Adam. It's it's the Torah. The it's godliness applied to this particular mission that we have. But this whole mission, the way it is limited in Torah, is uh, training wheels to get us to experience the essence of godliness, which is going to be revealed in Elam Haba and Tchesimis. And Majenkein Tainik Shabaganeidin Sheinu Gavak Kach Yevsher Leilias Nishbal Lines Lines Godlis Mata Mata Kenekolka. On the other hand, the godly Tainug in Ganadin, because it's not as great, it's not as high, 
That's why it's not able to come down into a physical body, into the physical world. And so it has to stay up in Gandhian. But the true revelation of God's essence, because it's higher, that's why it's able to come down into the physical world. So that's a little bit of what he says there. There's a lot more. I learned the whole mimer, obviously, and learn it again and again. But that's the one, the first piece of the puzzle, right? So we, we see that, that there's this concept that there's two aspects of our relationship to godliness. One is experienced through refining ourselves and leaving the world, and Rambam focused on that. And uh, then there's another one, which is through connecting to godliness through Misa, through action, and through in the world, and something that every Jew can connect to um, through mitzvahs. And it's something that can be even in the physical world, in the physical body. Okay. And this idea of the relationship of the Yechida, the revelation of Yechida, the Rebbe also brings out in Kodesh Nodesh Hasidus, where he's explaining what Hasidus is. And he explains there that the whole idea of Hasidus is Mashiach, is, is, is Yechida. And that's the end of Mashiach. So the, the two things are really synonymous. Um, and he explains that this is connected to Chesimais, like we'll see. In Yonah Ikri Shal Mashiach Hu Yechida. The essential, fundamental idea of Mashiach is Yechida. Right? The essence of our neshama and really the essence of everything in the world. The godly essence of everything. Right? Yechida means that it's alone, that it's singular, and that's the essence of the neshama that's higher than any of the details, higher than seichel or midas or even rutzin, even desire and action. It's the, it's the source of all of them. It's just like in every individual person. It's the very essence of the person. It's their inner identity, their inner self. That's the source of everything else that they can do. So too with the whole world. That it has this essential godly core and everything else is just an expression of that. That its essence, which is the level, the Mashiach aspect of that thing or of the world in general. That's when he revealed its essential life, its essential godly life force, which is beyond any form, it defies any particular definition or form. I mean, could the zoo mistaif is called Mylis Pratis, and from that essence comes all the other particular, any qualities and any abilities all come from there. Because the essence of life, this essential life, is unlimited. It's not just that it's eternal, that the neshama lives forever and endures forever. That it's not affected by changes of time, becomes something that's an essential thing, doesn't change. Something that's conditional, in other words, the fact that it's a hot day, depends on the sun and the wind and the whatever. And sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's not hot because the temperature is, is not essential. It's dependent on other factors. Anything that's coming from other, from other factors is something that's not an atzmi, but something that never changes, right? So there's certain things that are more essential, you know, uh, the, you know, the acceleration rate of gravity is, doesn't really change the way that we experience it changes, you know, depending on where, what we're doing. Certain things are more unchanging than other things. But uh, something that's truly essential never changes. And the Rebbe says in this parenthesis that this is one of the reasons, right? It's not the only reason, but this is one of the reasons that when Mashiach comes, there's going to be eternal life. We're going to live forever. 
and Tchis Mesim is part of this. Achshav shenimshach ba'elam rak bechinis espashes achayis. Now, the level of the neshama that's coming to the body is only the external parts of the soul, only the the expression, the extension of the life. Yeshna yinamisa. Therefore, there can be that you have change. There can be that you have death. Because right now, the the soul is, is connecting to the body spiritually as far as the way that's basically being bribed to come down here. God's giving it a mission. He's putting mitzvahs down here. He's saying, okay, you go get it. So the soul's here to do a certain mission. But it really doesn't want to be here. It's just, it's getting paid to do it. So as soon as it can leave, it leaves. And that's why the person gets tired and they every night they have to go sleep and the soul has to rest and before it can come back to another day, can't handle it anymore, you know. Okay, it's got, went up to back up to Ganeid and come back down for a little bit because it's just, it's getting paid to do it. But, and that's why we have Shabbos also. But when Mashiach comes, in the time of, you know, lost love, then there's going to be this revelation of Yechida down here. God's essence will be revealed down here. And so the, the real essence of what the Neshama is after is here. The Neshama is not going to want to go anywhere. So it's going to be happy to stay here, and its whole essence is going to be here. And so then it's going to, that's not going to change. And so then there's not going to be this idea of Misa. In something that's a Hispashas, that's a, again, a circumstantial thing that's that's arising from certain conditions that can change and it can even completely stop and and uh, be destroyed. But when Mashiach comes, when there's essential life, the Zichid is going to be revealed. Anything that's essential doesn't change. Okay, and now in the, and the Rebbe quotes in in this Hara thirty nine. That this is what it says in the Gemara and the Medrash that tzaddikim don't their bodies don't rot. So even now a days that um, somebody that's has this level of the neshama revealed that leaves a certain impression and their body doesn't decay. For everyone, it says that that's the like Azira says it's that later quoted down here. There's that etzim luz the the luz bone that has that connection with the that doesn't rot and that it's gonna the body's gonna come back. <laughs> And, and the Rebbe explains elsewhere the fact that the whole body is going to grow back from the Luz is because the whole body has a little like aspect of the Luz in it already now. In other words, even now, the Neshama, even the lower parts of the Neshama have, are really an expression of the Etzma Neshama, and their connection to the body and their, the fact that it wants to be alive and enjoys being alive, even though now it seems like it's doing it for the Nitzotzais, it's really coming from the Yechida. It's kind of like like Rambam's muscle, when you have a little kid and you're bribing him to learn because he's not mature enough to appreciate why he should want to learn for the intrinsic value of it. So you tell him candies, tickets, grades, whatever it is, you know. But really, he he's experiencing the enjoyment of curiosity and discovery and the learning for its own sake now. Just he's not mature enough to appreciate that that's really who he is and what he wants. So even though he likes it, it's it's too ab. He doesn't know like why what I like. It doesn't make sense enough for him to be able to tell himself that I like it, and so he'll get distracted, and want to do other things. But it's really there, and and so in a similar way, the Rebbe explains that that idea that there's this etzim luz and that's going to come out. It's it's that really that's there in every Jew and in, in every person's body has that. It's just hidden. When Mashiach comes, that's just going to be revealed, and so we'll be able to grow back the same body. It's not going to be creating a new body. That's the idea the desire makes. Anyway. And that's the idea that we all have this chedek aleikon, really everything in the world is already now. Ena emulvah, there's nothing else, it's just hidden. And so, at a certain point, it's going to be revealed. Now, the Rebbe has a mime, Rebbe Lamos which 
explains this whole topic about death and Tchisimesim at length. It's a very wonderful mimer about it. I didn't bring the whole mimer, but it, it explains it from a different angle. Instead of focusing on mainly on the neshama, it, fakes, it focuses more on the body. Because those are the two aspects. One aspect of what causes death and eternal life is the level of the neshama that's being revealed. When only the external part of the neshama is revealed, then it's possible for that to leave and have death. Or like every night we have to sleep. And when the essence of the neshama is revealed, then that's not gonna, there's not gonna be, we're not gonna sleep and we're not gonna die. But there's another aspect of it, is that death is caused from the body having Ra in it. And so this is what the Rebbe talks about here, that the body isn't a proper keli, it's not a proper vessel for godliness, especially after the Chedi Tzedas, because through the Chedi Tzedas there became this idea of sin. So he says, it says in the Pasuk, yeah, Bilamos and Nazach, the death will be swallowed up forever, Machav Hashem Elokim, Dimam Elokim, Hashem will wipe away tears from every face. The Rebbe Marash explains, Because then God is going to remove the spirit of impurity from the earth. It's not going to be any more Yitzhara and sin, and that's going to cause eternal life. And so the Rebbe explains the connection is that the Eitzadas, when Adam and Chave ate from the tree, that's what caused and brought death into the world. And he explains that the why, because through that, through that sin, there became a mixture of good and bad in the world, and automatically also within the persons. So their body now is a mixture of good and bad. There was evil before the sin. But it was separate. It was like, it wasn't part of the person's identity and their body and their things. It's known in Kabbalah that originally God created the world, that there's godliness and there's lower and lower levels, and the klippas were lower than all the levels of holiness. Another region wasn't the physical Ghanaian on earth, and uh, it was a holy place on earth, right? It was the Iker Shechina, but Tavtainamais. The Shechina was revealed down here. But through the Chedit Sadas, it became this mixture of good and bad and everything in the physical world and in a person. In the whole world. Now, there's bad mixed into the good and good mixed into the bad. And so nothing a person does, even when a person is doing Torah Mitzvahs, there's a little bit of self-interest that gets mixed in. And even when a person is doing bad, there's a little bit of good mixed in also. That the Neshama really, you know, is once the good there, and it's, that's why later through tshuva the good is revealed. It becomes a merit. So there's always this mixture. And to the point where there's now you cannot have good without bad or bad without good. And so explains a lot other places in the Chassidus. This is this whole process of now and our avodah gullus is making this bira between the tayv, refining the good and the bad and separating them. The level of Eilam haba is the idea of the Eitzachayim, and at that level there's no bad. And the problem is that if that's revealed now, it, it, it the, the way that it describes it is that when that level is revealed, there's no Bechira. And it's, it seems that that's... The, the reason why is because there's a certain level where everything is God, and therefore everything is godly, and everything is good. And it really doesn't matter 
whether it's done this way or done that way. And it's kind of the, the way I understand it is kind of like when you when you're are educating a child. So you make all these rules and tests and all these kind of things, but they're really arbitrary. You know, when a person's an adult, it's true. You could do it this way, you could do it that way. It doesn't really matter. You're driving the right side of the road, you're driving the left side of the road. Does red really have to mean stop? Green could be stop. You know, it could be the other way. The main thing is that you learn to have enough self-control, enough discipline to be able to, you know, make a proper decision and stick with it. And that that decision should be coming from who you, your real inner self. Right? That's the main thing, is that you should know who I am, that when you're educating a child, the main thing you want, they should come to know who they are and they should be able to live a life that's that's past for who they are, that's befitting who they are. And once you're doing that, it doesn't really matter how you do it, you know? Everybody's gonna do it their own way and that's okay. But on the other hand, if you don't have the discipline to, you know, listen and to, to have Kabbalah Saul and do something out of a sense of duty and whatever and have that bittle, then you're never gonna be able to reveal that your inner self because whoever you think you are is never, it's not really there. Your real etzem is, is beyond that. And that's why every person, even a tzaddik, needs that, that, that training of Tayyar Mitzvahs to a certain degree to help, help them reveal that, that deeper part of themselves that's beyond, you know, seichel. And, um, but when a person reaches the level of maturity, which is the level of gula, the level of Mashiach, they, they realize this. They realize who they really are, and they realize that they need this bittle of the mitzvahs in order to help them reveal that and they're doing the whole process willingly and it's not like being forced and that's the idea that mitzvahs we're still going to do the mitzvahs but it's not going to be a way of a command it's going to be in a way that we are willingly we, we want to do it and so when that's revealed so that's uh, so when that level is revealed a person doesn't really have bechiras in the same way like because you don't have this dilemma of like the good and bad and I want to do the bad and I want to do the good. No, you see the good in everything. It's just in every situation you see how you could find the good there and use the good there. Um, so there's a certain advantage, this type of Avaidah that Shem set us up with first of having, it has to be done dafka this way and not that way and this is good and this is bad and there's a struggle. And that, that Nisayin helps reveal this deeper level of ourself. Um, and again, it, you know, it's a kind of thing that's very difficult to explain in words. It's a kind of a thing that you have to experience because it's like a, it's like a maturity thing. It's like a tasting thing. Okay, so he says, yeah, there was ra before, but then through this became mixed, and that's why he says they shouldn't eat from the chetz, the eitzachayim. Seemingly, what's the problem? They 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 ate from the eitzadas and that caused them to die. Now they eat from the eitzachayim, they'll live forever. Great, they'll undo the damage, because if they'll eat from the eitzachayim, then the bad of them would also live forever. So the whole purpose of death is to make sure that that Ra is going to be able to be removed. And he says, the Rebbe says, not only is it from the tree of knowledge itself, but it was from the fact that it was a sin. That itself was, is part of the reason, or maybe even the main reason, why, why it caused uh, the death. Because the Chet itself is what brings this Ra into a person. And so when Mashiach comes, and the Yitzhar will be taken away, and there'll be this, then automatically we'll have and and all these things. Okay, so now we're skipping in the Mimer, and in Ais Dalid, the Rebbe talks about this idea that everything, like we said from Tanya, that everything that's going to happen less love depends on our Vaida. So what can we do to bring this type of a Gili that's going to totally push away evil completely 
and allow us to live forever and allow Tchis And so he explains that even though the, the idea that this is this is the Avaida of a tzaddik that's able to completely push away bad to the point where he completely hates it, and he realizes that this is that that he his identity is godliness, and anything that's opposite of that is totally antithetical and is against his whole self, and he every ounce of his body screams against it. He doesn't he hates it completely. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And even though um, we're not tzaddikim, right, and halavai we should be baining him. But every person is able to have certain times in their avayda, in their life, where they can experience, we all experience being a Russia, once in a while maybe we experience being a Bainity. There's certain things that we struggle with. There's certain things that for us are not a struggle because we ever, you know, whether we're a Bainity that's just from like training, we're used to it. You know, you get used to keeping Shabbos, it's not even hard anymore after a while, right? And then there could be a Bainity that's doing davening, doing avayda, and they're actually doing the missile with a Gishmak, which is a higher level of Bainity. And then there's a level of a tzaddik where a person gets this deeper inspiration and there's certain times when a person is able to experience this. Every person, whether it's in learning or in davening or doing a certain mitzvah that, that they have a special connection to, that they can get this type of a experience where they actually appreciate the godliness and see how they enjoy it and this is who I am and they want to do it with their whole being. And even though later that goes away and they go back to maybe being abandoned or something like that or whatever, um... But the the connection, that godly connection, is an, is an eternal thing, and that lasts forever. It doesn't go away. And so we build up throughout our life many of these moments, and those are these little sparks of our yichida, these little sparks of the gula, sparks of Mashiach, that come into our daily life every day. And the more we work on it, the more we can live with that Mashiach, and that that's, helps us merit and bring this time when it will be no bad, and we'll be able to have chayin um, and have tchis amazing. And he explains um, that this is the idea that it says that it says that everyone, because every person's body came from the Chedis Adas, therefore everyone has to die and their body has to rot before Tchis Mesim, and then it'll be rebuilt from the from the uh, Lisbon. Yeah, thank you. Even Tzadikim. Um, it says that their their bodies don't rot. Then one moment before Tchis Amesim, they'll rot and then come back. But the Rebbe says in the footnote here, it's a very interesting thing, that um, that that it's possible for this refinement to happen. It doesn't have to happen through physically becoming dirt and decaying. It's possible for it to happen through having bittel Tashem like dirt. Um, and then the body doesn't have to physically actually decay. And the Rebbe actually talks about how this is something that's impossible not only for the greatest Sadiqan, but every person is able to accomplish this and therefore go straight into Chaim Nitzchim without having to die first. Um, like we say, every person says in Shreven Esrei that Nashi offer Kaltiya, my soul should be like dirt and, you know, different, whatever. So we should all merit. Uh, but the point is that there's, there's definitely, there's a certain aspect that the Chedi Tzadas created this identity crisis that we think that we're something other than God. And that's in general, God set up the world that way, and that's the main idea of the first symptom, actually in Kabbalah, is that, this, that, that separation, that there's God on one side and then there's creation on the other side, and that it's not the same thing. And that, like we talk about always, that the symptom is not Kapshutai, the meaning of that in simple terms is that the fact that we say that the world is not God is not 
from our perspective, that's the way we see it. And so that's why if a person from their perspective would say, point at something and say, this is God, that would be a Vaidazara. Because they're looking at that thing in a limited way that's not that's not proper. But when we'll open our eyes to, to see the truth, and our, our Muna and our Etzim and Shanama will be revealed, we'll be able to look at the world and see how, what it really is, and um, that will be revealed. So that's... So those are the two main sides of Tchis HaMesim, is one, revealing the Yechida, and the other aspect of it is refining the body and our, and our view of the world. Is that as long as we view the world and ourselves as being something that's separate from godliness, and a mixture of good and bad, and that's, that prevents the body and the world from being a keli for godliness. And like we see this in other places where the Rebbe talks about like the preparation for Mount Taira was two things. We had to refine the Nefshah Bahamas, which is the Yosef Yosemir, and all these things. And then there has to be the revelation of the Nefshah Kiss, which is the Vayda B'chom Eidecha, of having Sirius Nefesh, the Taira Mitzvahs, or, you know, obviously Israel, and things like that. And those two, so those two Avaidas in general, here the Rebbe emphasizes the Vayda B'chom Decha K'deheyu. Um, by being able to, you know, find godliness in our daily life, even things that are entire mitzvahs, that uh, that is, you know, giving us this little these little hooks, these little anchors to connect us to the level of Mashiach and Tchias Amazing. And other places it talks about more that you have the revelation of the Yechida, that's Neshama, and those are the two sides of the the coin here. Um, he talks about a little bit of a similar thing. This of this in, in, in Imri Bina, in Shar Tzitzis, also interesting. For some reason, Tzitzis is connected to Chiesa Mason with Hasidus. Um, it could be, I didn't look, it could be like, if you go back to the Rizal or something, it's connected also, and they're basically, I don't know why, what it's being based on. But, um, but here, he emphasizes the idea of the, of the Neshama, and he says that, Lenin who kumavur l'mayla, b'shar atara, talks about the difference between Tara and Kedusha. Those are two levels of Tara's idea of of like doing tshuva and going away from the world and revealing our neshama, that's my neshama, like, you know, and then bringing Garnis back down into the world as of Kedusha. And it's a theme that the, that the Mithra talks a lot about in his Maimarim, but that's the whole process of like now when we're going in Elul and then Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, that's all a process of going up to reveal our Yechida and you know, Kippur is revealing our Yechida. And then afterwards, we bring that godliness for Yechida back down to the world. That's the idea of Sukkot, is the idea of Kedusha. And that's the idea of why in Sukkot, we sit inside a Sukkah, and everything you do in the Sukkah is a mitzvah. And that's like a Me'en Elam Haba, where we're able to experience godliness in everything. And the Sukkah is meant to be training. And actually, you know, for in the times of Mashiach, where it says that Hashem will be like a sail on us, will be like, you know, and that's the, so the Sukkah is like a Me'en of that. But in order to get there, you first have to have this revelation of the Yechida, which is this, through this, the idea of Tara and the idea of Tshuva. And so, um, and he says, And so when we see this Tchiyasamesim comes, it will be from this, this dew, a resurrection dew, which is going to bring, the idea of bringing this life, dew is the idea of something that comes every morning, regardless of whether there's, it's not dependent on the weather, it doesn't change. Right, the the rain. It sometimes it rains. I mean, it doesn't rain. Depends on the weather. But every morning, because it gets colder at night, there's condensation, and so there's dew. And that's so dew is a muscle for this idea that there that the neshama has this essential connection to godliness that's beyond what we our actions. That's just part our identity, and that's what's going to be revealed. And when that's revealed, that's going to bring tchias mason 
Um, and that, and specifically, that is what's going to bring the revelation that's called Adam Habash, which is the idea of this Kedusha of God's essence being revealed. He says that's like Yom Kippurim. That's the Vikateras. And this is the idea of Archaiser, which is the idea of Tshuva and everything, and the idea of Mesir Snafesh that brings out this. Connection to God's essence, um, which is greater than whatever we accomplish through understanding and and having kaidim, which is the very yashar. So the two have to come together. And then down here, there's a, if, if you base on these ideas, so let's just recap the basic idea that at least here in you know the, in Hasidus that tchis hamesin depends on these two things: revealing the essence of the neshama as opposed to the external levels of the neshama, and refining the body. Enough so that it's a keli, it can be a keli for that smenashama so that it can experience, it won't cover over the fact that really it's also a godly thing. And the Rebbe talks in a lot of places about how each one has an advantage and specifically why the two together is uh, able to reveal God's essence, that the body reveals God's choice more and the, the natural kiss reveals the light more and so the two. It's a, it's a big sugi in Hasidism. And if you look back, and I put this afterwards because I think it's explained very clearly in Exodus. But now, if you look back at the to the Zayar, I have some quotes here from the Zayar. You see, I think these themes very clearly there, and where you know this is based earlier. Um, both of these ideas about how Tchis Hamesim is this connection to the essence of the Neshama being revealed, and how Tchis Hamesim is connected to refining the body and um, the advantage of putting the two together. Like if you look at this last quote on the page from the Zayar, the bold part it says, that the joy the Neshama gets when it's able to be experienced going in the body is greater than every other joy, even the joy in right in in Ganadin. that they both they can be together. You can have godliness from the level of the Neshama and godliness from the level of the body. And they can know and grasp their creator. And they can enjoy the ray of the Shekhinah. And that's the good, the ultimate good that is hidden away from the Sikhim Nasalavi. And so here you see I, one of the sources where Kabbalah Paskins like the Ramban and how specifically the advantage of having the two together, um, which is the Maila of Tchiyasamesim, and that's the idea of reveals God's essence. And again, the Veda that we have to do to help bring that out is mitzvahs in general, especially mitzvahs that are done with uh, Mesir Snefesh, especially Tzedakah and Avs Yisrael with Mesir Snefesh, Bechol Dachachadeyu, when we're, any time that we're able to find godliness in physical things in a way that's not limited to just what it says in the book that I'm following instructions, you know, even Shulchan Aruch and Torah, but it's, it's going beyond that, it's because this is who I am, and so I'm doing it with Mesir Snefesh beyond that, and I'm doing it even in physical things and even in daily life that's beyond you know, tell me what I have to do. I'm looking for a chance to to do to do a godly thing or to help a person um, because of the the intrinsic value of that. And so that those that's the type of avaida that helps bring that gili that will be lost in love. Everyone should come back, and everyone that's alive now should live healthy, good life forever without a hefsek.